0: The show must go on, at least that's what Adam has convinced me of tonight. Welcome to the MPL Sunday Show here on the Brisbane Football. It's Scott Manning with you as usual. And Adam, we won't talk about what happened at um, Dolphins assembly because that's for a whole different show and I really, really don't want to talk about it. So let's stick with the pauses of the MPL. How about that?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I did see the game and we'll uh, dissect it all on uh, the normal Wednesday show. But as you said, the show does go on and we had some you know, some cracking games. Um, across all four grades uh, of local football
0: this weekend. Absolutely. And we'll start off with the NPL men's as we always, and we'll start off with the game on Friday actually, between the Academy and Peninsula Power. And it was a 2-1 win for Peninsula Power up there as, as an away game at AJ Kelly Park. And once again, I said this to Ben Rommel here in a minute, but he they really got out of jail here once again. it's that knack of being a really, really good team, finding a way to win goals from... Do you got the, I don't know we got the first goal, actually, but you know, Andy Pengelly got the winner for... Peninsula Power there. Cyrus Demi with a goal for the Raw as well. So, they just find a way, Peninsula Power, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. And like I said, the Hallmark's of a, of a side that looks primed to defend their premiership. Um, once again, Bristol Royal Academy uh, have gone to AJ Kelly Park and really made a absolute nuisance of themselves as far as uh, Peninsula Power's sort of, you know, ambitions. This was first versus second. And, um, Yeah, again, uh, potential power have escaped
0: in the final minutes. I see, it was the first goal from Daniel McHenry and the second was from Pengeli there, so for power. So that was what that was the goal scorers, but that's just a really minute power because the Royal dominated most of of that game up there in at um, H.A. Kelly Park on Friday night, and they just weren't able to get over the line, and it was I'm not sure what you can put it down to because they had plenty of opportunities, it just wasn't quite falling for them, and I Cyrus Demi once again showed just how how good a player he is, Adam, with the quality he showed. I know you're watching a bit of it on the stream from where you were, and he was a standout once again for the Raw.
1: Yeah, look, I think he's he's a he's a standout, you know, you know, striker in the league that's not wearing um sort of the blue and white or potential power at the moment. Uh, Cyrus Demi, he's, he's he's showing that you know he deserves those, those um A League caps that he's got, and and the way to do that is to show that you're an omnipresent, you know, threat at the NPL level. He does that against the best. Um, yeah, it's just one of those nights where it looked like from what I saw uh, between sort of, between sort of uh, paths because I was, I was down at Walter Park, uh, but it looked like the raw, you know, the they, they did seem to sort of, you know, really push and attack, but just couldn't find the edge, but also as well um, experienced defense from, uh, from potential power. And they're always going to be a tough team to crack.
0: Absolutely. And they, I think there's something different though. I haven't seen from them a lot. Again, I'll spend around this. i hear it from him in a minute. But they played the back three. They had McHenry playing as a right-sided centre back, as in inside with Lewis Greenwell pushing further forward, and then they had Connor Booth tucking in with um Josh Woolley on the left. I mean, that's a it's a different tactic, isn't it? And it worked for them on the night, but it's a that's not something we've seen too much from them, particularly at home this year, is it?
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, I did find that uh, really weird that they did go with that sort of the centre-back through of McHenry, McGowan, um, and, um, and Plummer, Luke Plummer. So I thought, I thought that was weird because I thought at least they could have, you know, they do have those experienced centre-backs that normally sort of work in a pair, and they, they go with the, the two full-backs, um, the traditional full-backs. So to push um, Daniel McHenry forward, uh, seem to be the uh, seem to be the way to go, and uh, Lewis Greenwood down the other side, which is uh he doesn't strike me as a player that you know can go bomb on an attack, but uh, he's obviously sort of learning. But uh, th- but they have also in the past and last few weeks played uh, uh, Josh Woolley in that role and down down the uh, left yeah. wing back side.
0: It's it's also very very solid defensive, which I think is the key as well, because you've got the um, two in front of them with Cunha and Rigby as that dual anchor there mm. to really lock things down. So it's a very very well, oiled machine up there at Peninsula Power with the raw quickly, they'll probably get some players back now given their other season is finished. Unfortunately, but they look like they're going to be really strong, don't they? I, mean, I know it's back to back losses, but they don't. There's not a lot to not a lot you can take away from that in terms of in terms of negatives with the raw to drop, to, drop a game to power 2 1 where they were in the game for large parts.
1: Oh, look, it's, it's got points, you know. Last two weeks, you know, they got they got beaten you know, in stoppage time on Morton Bay, and then uh. If so they go down the last five minutes, and potential Power somehow bob up, so look, plenty of uh, plenty of teams have gone, you know, 0-6, you know, points, you know, on that run between you know, Morton, Morton Bay and uh, and potential powers. So look, it's certainly no no disgrace. It's just going to be a tough run in, um, because obviously they'll, they'll reverse into uh, into round, in the last two rounds of the season. Um, it is that you know, they do will have to go to both these venues again at the end. So yes. they want to make sure that they've got points in the bank, If this, especially if, like, the Gold Coast Knights Olympic are, are chasing them in for second spot. But, um, look, I think by then they'll, they'll be fine. They'll probably uh, be pushing for finals football.
0: Absolutely. I'll well, cut up with both coaches at A.J. Kelly Park. And so what they both had to say, starting off with the assistant coach, Ben Ryan, and then the interim coach of the Brisbane Royal Academy, Owen Baker. So that's what they both had to say. I was talking about the coach. Assistant oh, coach, Ben Ryan. Ben, two-one winners here over Brisbane Royal Academy. We've seen, we said before about the winning mentality in this side. Is that where it comes to four in the last five minutes there? Probably.
2: Um, I think uh, we were, we were well and truly under the pump for probably a good twenty twenty-five at the start, of the second half. Uh, and fair play to the, the Royal, they came up second half. I thought we were really really good, um, as they have been, yeah. you know, for the last. 10, 12 weeks or whatever it's been, so uh, yeah, you could say we, I reckon we might have got out of the jail, that's a, I think a drop is a fair result um, but uh, yeah, we'll certainly take it.
0: Absolutely, and you seem like you're set up in a different shape tonight with more of a back three with Daniel McHenry playing centrally, what was the thinking behind that and how do you think it worked? Um, well, we, we've tended to set up like that
2: in um, in some of the bigger away games this year, and uh I think it's probably worked a little bit better in those than it did tonight. But that being said we got three points so um look, the boy up front Cyrus is a real handful. Um Roth got himself a real good centre forward there so he gave us problems because we allowed him to turn and, and run with the ball. But uh again, we haven't considered from open play, so you know defensively we, we must have done something right and uh to come away with a win at the end, uh, as you say, it's like a winning mentality, isn't it? Yeah. If, you, if you're losing games week in, week out, you, you probably you probably concede at the end. But, nah, it's, it's great. It puts us in a decent position.
0: And it was a goal game of not really open chance goals. Because both the goals for Peninsula were also goals. Not yes, no, they set were, pieces, But I was crossing the box.
2: Yeah, both uh, one set-piece, uh, corner one a free kick, I think. Um, yeah, but we worked on them last night for for a good 20-25 minutes yep. so it, it's actually if you work at it it comes off you, you're happy it's cost Philber a couple
0: of cartons <laughs> that. Well, that's, that, that that's always great for coaches isn't it? and when things like that work out it's always exactly what you're looking for
2: yeah um the set pieces are my thing so <laughs> I'll, I'll be giddy all weekend about that but uh yeah it's you just got to get the win any which way you do it winners win, win. Yep. and uh that's what we've done again tonight you do congratulations and good luck going forward
0: cheers I don't know the coach of the Brisbane Roar Academy. Owen Baker, Owen, really good performance I your like once so again, but unfortunately, just not quite able to get the result. Dan, what's your thoughts on the match?
3: Yeah, listen, um, you know everybody knows it's a tough place to come. Power have got a way of winning, and they, they do it remarkably well. And, and credit to them. Um, but again, performance-wise, we did quite well. We were guilty of probably not taking a few more chances. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, conceding two goals from corners, it's, you're going to make it very hard to come to a place like this, give pen power two goals, and, and expect anything from the game. So, disappointing. A, a better performance from from us uh, than last week. Um, I thought we played some excellent football at times tonight. You
0: mentioned about excellent football that you did as well, particularly Cyrus Demi in the front though to get an absolutely electric player to watch, isn't it?
3: Yeah, he's got a lot of talent. Um, he's got uh, focus and ambition and desire to want to go to the next level. He knows he's got things to improve on, but he's got nothing but backing from everybody at the club. He's a, he's a great young player, and hopefully in the next uh, 12, 12 months, two years, we'll be seeing a lot more of him at the next level.
0: Absolutely. And everyone focused on players like Cyrus, but there's someone who's involved with the level below that with the 23s. So it's pleasing for you to see some of those players getting their chance in and around the match test have with the senior youth team at the moment as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we had 17 year olds starting tonight. We we brought on. We had a very young bench that all got minutes. And the reality is, if you're seventeen years old, that yeah. these these minutes in the NPL are, are valuable, so valuable. So it's we've got some good young players coming through, and I think we'll see some more in the second half of the year. Um, but uh, you know, and that's what that's what we have to try and do. Well, hard kind luck, of best of luck going forward. No, I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: So I both of to up there at AJ Lee Park on front and we'll move on to the rest of the round in the NPL. We'll go through the results quickly. Starting off on Saturday, Kapalabar FC one, Eastern Suburbs won. Re- Olympic FC three. Redlands United won. Two goals there for Daniel Lick, making him now second in on the Golden Boot Race. A goal for Sam Smith was a one was enough for a 1-0 win for Gold Coast United against Magpies Crusaders in the final game on Saturday. And in the games played... Today on Sunday, which I think Adam has kept a bit more of an eye on than I have. Logan Lightning, two Moreton Bay United, two Gold Coast Knights, four Sunshine Coast Wanderers, two and Lions FC put seven past the Brisbane Strikers. So, there. so I mean, that's to be expected, Adam. But you want to talk about Logan v Moreton Bay in particular? Yeah,
1: um, t- tough old game for um, for Moreton Bay down at Canubia Park. Uh, Royce Brownlee's return to uh. To coach against uh, his old club in MPL, and uh, there's a bit of a unsa- unsafe incident. Uh, well, two one late in the first half, where Adam Maker has absolutely clattered Zach Kirpal after, which was really. Uh, I look, I'll, I'll call it brain splash I'm not going to try and sort of say that there was you know, absolute malicious intent. But, uh, yeah, it was a typical striker's challenge, to say the least. And there's no bigger striker than Anamaga. But, um, yeah, look, there may have been words said or... Because those two... Yeah, about why he went in like that. Um, I know I know that he must have thought that uh, Keirpal did, uh, did sort of... Uh, you know, Clutter, um, Connor Simpson, not banging on the byline, but so, yeah, completely unnecessary. And, and you know, it's a you know, it's a red card, and it was probably an easy decision when the home the home sort of supporters don't say a thing or hardly say a thing because when uh, the referee showed Edgar that red card, there wasn't too much remonstrating From it was in front of the, the uh, deck at the northern end of Community Bear Park, so the fact that they really, well, at least from the um, from the vision, there wasn't too much complaining suggests that, yeah, he, and he may have an extended uh, sort of stay on the sideline, but Zach ended up in the last, last lap, He's rescuing a point as he scored
0: a double. Oh, well, there you go, so he gets the last lap, but you always know that when you're, the home fans aren't necessarily complaining about a red card, you know it's probably a good decision. Um, Before I go through the table in a bit of detail, we'll look at the bottom here, Adam, and a win for Gold Coast United and a point for Kapalaba makes it a five-point gap now between Kapalabar in eleventh and Redlands in twelfth. It's not not terminal for Redlands by any stretch of the imagination, but that gap at least growing a little bit there between those sides down there.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Kapala picking up points. Yeah, if it's five five clear. They've only um, Redlands. have got one game in the end. Um, so so yeah. So there, but five points are starting to get uh, get sort of out of control as far as relegation battles, and that's going to set up for a very, very spicy uh, Redlands derby in a couple of months' time because that may be, you know, the six-pointer that either sees Kapalobar, you know, get clear, or Redlands, unless they start sort of, you know, producing some results against the grain, though. No? And admittedly, they were in that um, game against uh, Olympic on Saturday night for a long way. So it's it's not unreasonable to think that. But, uh, yeah, that, that Redlands derby could be um, a really big game as far as the relegation battle goes. I think, yeah, we're looking, I think, about in in August sometimes,
0: so... It won't be enough on us, I know, in that uh, in the derby, but I do agree, Redlands were certainly in the game on Saturday, I watched a bit of that game on the stream, and they were highly competitive in the game until the penalty decision went uh, the Olympic way, and they were able to go on from there, but they were certainly competitive in the game, speaking of Olympic and the table potential Power obviously, clear on top of the table there, now nine points clear of Olympic who are into second place, Gold Coast Knights are back up into 3rd The they're all dropped down into fourth place after the Back to back defeats there are still on 26 points. So it's not all lost there by any stretch of the imagination. So they're still well and truly entrenched in the top four. Moreton Bay remain fifth, Sunstone Coast sixth, and Lions in seventh. So not a lot of change there apart from the fact that Olympic and Knights are up into second and third, and Roar down to fourth, Adam.
1: Yeah, obviously, wins to uh, Olympic and uh, Knights
0: uh, over the weekend sees them move up,
1: and near the raw dropping points sees them sort of dropping to fourth. Uh, they've still got they've still got at least um, a one win gap on Morton Bay and then uh, and to, and looking further down as uh, sunshine, sunshine coast and lions they've got a two game gap on them so' it's, it's looking it's looking sort of pretty good as far as the top four goes for them but uh, yeah they probably need to keep winning at least to on, on the on the sort of second time round to at least uh, solidify top four but yeah potential power but I think yeah, Unless something majorly drastic happens, it'd
0: be hard to see them not uh, you know, defending their premiership. It looks unlike at this point in my them to be honest. We'll move on to MPL women's. And the game which you covered on Friday night for our socials, first, first, second in that competition, Morton Bay at home to Lions. It was a 4-0 win for Lions. I see goals from Amy Gunston, Marielle Eckert, Shea Connors and Dr. Megan Price there rounding out the scoring. So it, it sounds like a pretty comfortable night at the office for Lions, but Morton Bay, you were saying, of made them work for it. At least particularly in the first
1: half. Uh they did for thirty-eight minutes or so, but uh it, but, and I've got to try to separate my journalistic hat and my sort of fandom is so that it was an It's not absolute,
0: easy trust me. Yeah,
1: an absolute disaster of a night for second place, Morton Bay. They've lost they've lost three key players. Uh Sean Fryer has gone down with an injury. Sam Bambling come off, and the worst of all, and probably the most innocuous one was uh centre back Fly McIntyre she revealed over the over the weekend that she uh, she's actually broken her leg uh, in a sort of what, like an innocuous incident um, late in the game uh, with Teagan riding so I look wish her the absolute best of luck. She's 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 been great for Morton Bay and she and she was very very good um, on Friday night and just just it just seems to be one of those, um, those incidents where uh, we're riding, it's just land on top of her. And yeah, you knew straight away. Something was wrong. She had to be stretched off. And I want to make sort of do a quick comment on that about, uh, I guess, common sense. And when the incident happened with Flo McIntyre, obviously, that I think I think both benches knew very quickly the severity of her injury. It was in about the 92nd minute, so 90 plus two. Yet the referee allowed the game to, I guess, progress and go on without calling full time, despite those benches saying it's full time, despite being a 4-0, you know, result, despite the fact that it was felt like it's about six degrees, uh, yet they end up playing after they were able to manage to uh, stretch her off flow, then there was another three minutes. After the players have sort of warmed down, they're trying to keep warm. So look, I know by the letter of law, it's it's probably the right decision. And I think it's even a quote, Say, oh, that if she did blow full time, she'd get into trouble. Well, I would thought that you know, refereeing has got common sense, and to keep those eleven players out there plus the coaching staff. I don't care about me. Like I said I'm fine, but but yeah, like I said, to keep them out there for more than is necessary, I just thought that just lacks so much common sense. And uh, as yeah, so I think I might have maybe overheard on these streams saying to um to. I can't remember who it was—the one to the Morton um, Bay coaching bench. Was that? What if another player gets injured because they've warmed down? You know, it's just—it just lacked common sense. And that's, i know it's one thing that gets up a lot of um, fans. And and uh, like I said, that the that referee sometimes—I know they're sticklers to the rules, but geez, that call—that the well, lack of a call, whether or not to on for not to stop the game—you know, at that injury—it just really lacked common sense.
0: Absolutely, and look, I mean, it, it, you're probably you're right. There probably could have been possibly a player pick up another another injury yeah. after in those sort of cool temperatures, cold. having in those sort of cool temperatures, having already started to cool down. It would have been very, 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 very possible for someone to pick up a soft tissue injury. I understand why they had to finish the game out, but I agree. Yeah. Maybe oh, common no, sense, is probably the order of the day. Now, before we hear from what both coaches say, Adam, any other little, little tidbits from the game you want, you want to mention?
1: Oh look, uh, yeah, look. Other than yeah, Morton Bay it's a horror night for them, so you know, just across the board. But uh, yeah, look, look, Lions are the, are the real deal. I, I cannot, I honestly cannot see any team beating them. And uh, one of the questions I asked Rob Askew was, um, was you know, how, how do you keep up the standards? How do, how do, you, how do you stay motivated? Because yeah, at the end of the day, um, for Lions to lose the premiership from here, it would be a real sort of uh, de-escalation of motivation, and that. And, you know, just their standards in general to, to cost them a toll. And, look, I don't think a coach like Rob Askew, who's a successful leader, it would tolerate that sort of, um, sort of you know, that drop-off of motivation. So, look, I think they've got one hand, maybe both plates in the Premier's plate. We've just got to play the game, so make it official.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's like it happen. to be honest. I don't think there's going to be any drop of motivation, mm. certainly not on Rob Askew's thoughts. But you asked him that question. not what we had to say after the game. On
1: Friday night, we'll hear from Rob Askin and then we'll hear from the coach of Morton Bay United, David DeSilva. Talking by the coach of uh, Lions FC, Rob. Uh, obviously a, uh, a good win tonight, uh, 4-0 over Morton Bay. Yeah, you guys go eight points clear.
4: Yeah, obviously um, a yeah, good win for us. They w- it was our first be second game. Um, we played these guys in pre-season and it was pretty one-sided them. but they've come a, an awful long way and uh, we probably feel that it's been our toughest game of the year so far. Yeah. Um, what a very tough game for them, unfortunately.
1: Um, obviously, um, you guys had possession for mostly most of the first half, but it took 38 minutes to crack crack them. Uh, was it more a case of so sort of coming out of the bye a bit so sort of slow, or it just was that credit to uh, Morton Bay's defence?
4: Um, yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I thought um, there were some things that we could do better, and that's the only thing that we can control. And uh, you know, obviously, our finishing was a bit sloppy in the first half we we created several good chances that we could have scored from but there were some structural issues particularly where we had our our attackers when we were in when we we're in attacking situations we tend to be overloaded on one side and even if we got the ball into the area we probably didn't have the right players in the right areas to score um, yeah, and there were some issues in terms of combinations in wide areas but I thought they did really well in the second half. We addressed it in, at half-time and it was a much better second-half performance.
1: Obviously, um, big big lead in the, in the league now. What what's it take to motivate the, these girls in, um, in sort of obviously finish off the job, at least getting to the next phase?
4: We know that um, at this stage, that's our biggest challenge. Um, it, it is to not be complacent, not to drop our standards. And, um, you know, the girls are aware of it. We, we, we've um, talked about it and... Uh, you know, working hard not to do it, but it is—it is a difficult thing. You know, I've—I've I've been in this situation before with other teams where where you are dominating and you start to th- start to drop off a few percentage points. But you know, certainly teams like you know Morton Bay and Kapalabar and uh, and the like—if we aren't at our best, then then we will drop points. And uh, at this stage, I just want to keep keep um, picking up those points so that we uh, have a as good an end of the season as possible.
1: Thanks for your time, Rob. Um, obviously, best of luck and uh, congratulations on the win
5: tonight. Thanks, mate. Cheers.
1: I'm joined by Morton Bay coach uh, David De Silva. David, a tough night, obviously, on the score sheet.
5: Yeah, it's probably the nature we conceded some of the goals into. too. Um, obviously, probably just a lack of concentration. I think we deserved to go in. I mean, we wrote our luck a little bit, but I think we probably deserved to go in at nil all at halftime. Um, and then... Concede a goal while a player's down is a bit average. Um, and that seemed to lose. Uh, just lost their focus in the game. And the last two goals, I'll see were good ones from them.
1: Obviously, it took uh, Lions, or a team who scored a lot of goals this season, obviously, to take them for 38 minutes. Uh, I can see you're proud of the way the uh, goals offended out back, especially early on with their sort of with scramble and obviously just, just giving it all.
5: Oh, we scrambled well, but we didn't play out well. Um, I think tonight we we saw the benchmark, and I think we panicked and didn't trust our ability, and um, I guess when you panic and you don't trust your ability, you make mistakes you don't usually make, so probably, yeah, we scrambled well, but really disappointed with how we tried to I guess, build up, or didn't build up, to be honest.
1: Obviously as well, a costly night uh, on the injury front, lost to Sean Fryer, Sam Bambling, and uh, Flo McIntyre late in the game. Um, I guess the only silver lining is that you got the bye next week, but uh, without getting into the uh, dressing room and seeing them, yep. how costly could those uh, injuries
5: be? Oh, an injury in this environment's costly. We've got small squads. Um, it's just frustrating the nature of the injuries as well. I'm getting a little bit frustrated with um, how many injuries we're getting because we're doing all the right things in training and preparing the players. I just feel that we probably need a bit more protection for the players. Um Yeah, I harp on it a bit during the games each week, but I'm really starting to get a bit frustrated by it. I think um, we need to be protecting our good players and, you know, the three of our, our, or two of our weapons and probably our best player tonight, Flo, going to be missing for a few weeks and it's frustrating. I don't think Flo's was a foul or anything, just a bad landing, but I think maybe one of the other ones could have been a... um, at least uh, stop in place, so we don't concede a goal.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave it to it. Uh, thanks, Dave, for your time. Uh, best of luck in uh, a couple of weeks. No worries, mate. Thank you. Cheers,
5: thanks.
0: mate. And thank you as always to the coaches who take the time to talk to us after the games are concluded. And we'll move on, Adam, to the rest of the round in the MPL women's. And some interesting results there. And starting off with South West Queensland Thunder won Brisbane City won. one Logan Lightning, 6, Peninsula Power, 1. Kapalabar, 1, East, 1. Gold Coast, 1, South, 1. Virginia, 1, QAS, 1. A lot of one-all draws this weekend, <laughs> Adam. True. Olympic, 3, Mitchelton, 0. And Western Pride, 3, the Gap, 2. But that, for the first of those one-all draws is the one we'll talk about first. And Brisbane City. I know they had a goal ruled out for offside, and I think it was probably the correct decision, from at least from the angle they showed on the stream that I could see. But... That's a that's an odd result up there. It's a great result for the Thunder, but it's not a great result for Brisbane City.
1: No, that's a game that you expect them to um, to to pick up all three points. You know, I I know. Look, Thunder, like they ha- they have struggled the season, but they do seem to play a lot better, obviously. You know, at home at Clyde Burcroft Stadium. Um, but yeah, for Brisbane City, that's uh, that's a hammer blow as far as you know their their hopes. Of, Finishing the top eight because uh, that would have been points that you know most teams in that race would be counting on banking, you know, three points
0: absolutely. And we'll, we'll move on. I mean, some of the other results in this, and the draw so close in it between a lot of these sides in the, in the NPL women. So, the, the wins today for Olympic and Western Pride in particular, they're huge results, aren't they? because both of the Western Pride will go through telling that they are, they are now into seventh place, Olympic are just on the outside. Looking into the top eight, any any win you get now in this league is absolutely worth its weight in gold, isn't it?
1: It is, um, yeah. Pretty much from uh, eastern suburbs and sixth right down to Virginia in in thirteenth. Even the gap are probably still there. Although that that loss uh, just an hour ago to the, to Western Pride, that that's going to hurt their chances. But of those teams that in that middle part. Uh, yeah, points are going to be an absolute premium in the in the run home. So Western Pride winning, uh, also as well Olympic winning, that that really does um, give give them some you know some hope of uh, of finishing the top eight.
0: see There's there's three games between Eastern Suburbs in sixth and Logan Lightning in fifteenth. So it, there's plenty of teams condensed in that part of the table. Now before I go through a table in its entirety, in fact, no, we will go through a table first. Lions are. Clear on 34 points as they've been for a while. Souths are up into second place on 27th with their draw. Kapalabar into third on twenty-six. Morton Bay dropped down to fourth with their defeat, so they're down two spots on the table. Then you've got Gold Coast, East, Western Pride, and Sunshine Coast Wanderers, who had the bye this weekend, rounding out the top eight currently. They're on 18 points. And you've got Olympic on 17, Brisbane City 16, QAS 15, Mitchells and Virginia 14, and the Gap 12, Logan 10. Now, We've been talking about the split for a while, and there's four, four weeks to go until we get, we get to that point of the season. I can tell you Lions SC are mathematically, they've been probably safe in everyone's mind for a while. They're mathematically safe in terms of being a part of that top eight, which I imagine is something that they wouldn't have even thought about going <laughs> in. That would have been a, a foregone conclusion for them. And at the other end of the table, with their results at the weekend, the Thunder and Peninsula Power can no longer make it into the top top eight, so we're starting to get a bit of a clearer picture even if those, those particular outcomes have been known for a while
1: Yeah, pretty much I think from the start of the season, the lines uh, you see how that would have been an absolute uh, embarrassment, I'd say given that the two-time defending champions, so they, they would have expected, although you know, a few results like they did against Middleton which I think was just an absolute aberration because since that game where they conceded three goals uh, for the rest of the, for the rest of time, the game conceded four for the rest of the season, so I don't know what happened. at. We, we watched the game, we covered the game, and uh, I don't know what happened to Robert Parker at night, but that's yeah, that was just an absolute aberration for Power and Thunder. I don't think that uh, they, they had much hope, although uh, Peninsula Power during the week uh, got a new coach in Alex Smith, the former Olympic and Wellington Phoenix uh, A-League player, amongst other Clubs. So, obviously, it's, it's probably not this season he's going to be able to do much uh, as far as only just right the ship and sort of get, get a hang in the place. But I think for the future, I think it's, it will allow them, obviously, a little bit more star power to attract players along. And uh, hopefully, be their program, their women's program turns the table.
0: And a, actually, a burgeoning coaching career in women's game, an assistant coach with the Raw and Melbourne City in the last couple of years, so he certainly mm. understands the landscape and is a really good person to lead the revival of that Peninsula Power Women's Program. Hopefully it goes well for them. And we'll move on to FQPL1, Adam, and where this this looks like it's almost a foregone conclusion now, doesn't it, with Brisbane City looking like they are well and truly in the box seat for promotion. We'll go through the results quickly first, but Brisbane City 3, Wynn 1 on Friday night, Ipswich Knights 2, Mitchelson 2, Southwest Queensland Thunder, three. South United, nil. South, South Eagles, three. Holland Park, one. And in the result this evening, a bit of a shock. Sunshine Coast Fire, three. Rochedale Rovers, two. And that result really hurts Rochedale, doesn't it? Great result for the fire, though it may be.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I, jo- I joked before coming on air that I wish to congratulate Brisbane City on, on claiming the uh, promotion spot and the premiership because... I think now that will probably leave Churchill too much to do. That is a result that they did not need as far as their premiership and promotion aspirations go because that means that they will, they need to hope that Bristol City start losing some games. And quite frankly, I just did not see it happening. So yeah, I think uh, this, it might've been, well, we, we were today, the, the 12th of June, the 13th of June. I think the FQPL toll race may be over. I am like I said, May have to go back and uh, replay this and uh, prove me wrong if, if something does happen, Columbus, at uh, Corporate Travel Management Stadium, but yeah, that, that result really hurts Rocha. Congratulations to Sunshine Coast Fire,
0: Barton. Absolutely, it's a huge result for the fire. We'll talk about the um, City Partner Member for the fire. It's a great result. They're still in second last on the table, but that's the sort of result which you can build a season off in terms of the confidence they'll take from that. So you had to go to a team like Rochelle and get three points. Fire haven't been, haven't been pretty average on the road for a number of years now, so to get three points on the road is a, a huge get for them. In terms of Brisbane City, they are now eight points clear of Roadster Rovers on the table, so it's a very sizable gap. there. South West Queensland Thunder are a further point back on 24, and you've got Western Pride rounding out the top four at the moment, but there's a, a real log jam for that fourth spot, Adam, between Western Pride in fourth, down to South in eighth. There's only a game gap there, and it's Apart from that top three, it's a very probably pretty even competition, isn't it? Really, but those top three are are the standouts.
1: Yeah, and you know, we predicted that they were pretty much the, the standout clubs, and basically that they were going to beat pretty much everyone else. And with some Pride, but uh, they they look they missed the tables incorrect. Uh, they've got a couple of games in hand to play, so that so if they can win both of those, and by the looks of the number of games played, that would be against. Uh, the club some clubs lower down in the uh on the tables so if they can pick up both both wins there they're they right they can pretty much open up a gap into the top four into the top four and the rest but uh also as well the, the uh, relegation battle is going to be really you know on on for young and old as well because uh with uh sunshine coast winning tonight there's still there's still four points outside of the relegation zone but uh they have, have a game in hand so that, that as you said the confidence of going to Rochester and winning that might at least you know, get, get them a bit of safety because, up until that result, I'd say they're in big trouble going down FQPL2 next season.
0: So, one of those games in hand for Westbrook is actually against Sunshine Coast, so <laughs> there's an opportunity there for the fire potentially to take another scalp in their quest to try and stay in FQPL1. Moving on now to FQPL2, or as I like to call it, the Fest League, Adam. And it <laughs> delivered once again a lazy, I think it was about. 25 odd goals here once again this week. You've got Magic United 5, Coomera Colts 1, Grain Stissel 3, Samford 1, Turinga Rovers 3, North Star 2, and Caboolture FC 8, Virginia United 1. The net effect of that in terms of the standings, Adam, is the fact that Caboolture maintained their lead by one point over Grain Stissel. They've got a game in hand. Caboolture 27, Grain Stissel 26, and you've got Turinga 23. North Star 15, Magic 14, Sanford 10, Virginia 10, and Coomber yet to get off the the mark. So plenty of entertainment once again in the FQPL2.
1: Yeah, uh, goals, goals, goals league. I think that's what we've uh, coined the FQPL2 league. Um, Grange Thistle. They're they're the ones I think outside, we were for a long way saying Caboolture and Turinga were the two dominant forces. But I think Grange Thistle has made a three-horse race. And uh, look, if Kabocha, if they were to drop points against North Northstar in that catch-up game, uh, that, that could make things very, very interesting. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, they've got to play each other. there in the second uh, time round of three times I'll play each other. So we'll see where that develops. But it's obviously entertainment plus in that league because, as like I said, lots of goals and you really can't complain about that.
0: Absolutely, always love goals in the games, no doubt about that. Before we wrap this up, and we'll do it in a minute, but we've got FFA Cup next week. There's there's a pause in the men's league, so the NPL men's FQPL 1 and FQPL 2, I think, go on pause next weekend due to Round 7, along with some catch-up games, which I'll go through in a minute. But those four FFA Cup titles we've just spoken about, Adam, we've got Gold Coast Knights against Sunshine Coast, Lions v Brisbane, Brisbane City v Lions, Peninsula Power v Olympic, and you've got Magpies against Edge Hill. They're going to be four massive games, aren't they?
1: Absolutely, now hu- huge games. Uh, so some big clubs playing, you know, some you know, for high states. Because take the game on Saturday night between Peninsula Power and Olympic, two clubs that would have the last season said that almost it's no case of oh we would like to be in the national rounds. It's almost like we need to be in that to, to justify what they do, what, how much they spend and the amount of sort of players they've got in. One of those teams are going to fail on that quest uh, on Saturday night. And that's going to be a fascinating contest Saturday night. Uh, Brisbane City Brisbane City, and Lions as well. Lions, even though they're going to go into that game on the back of you know putting seven past, uh, past Brisbane strikers. Brisbane City uh, 11 from 11 in FQPL and they, they look like an MPL team, and I think they're going to want to put one over over Lions as well because that Lions have got that's the only thing they've got to play for because the premiership's gone and and unless they so someone falls away at the top of the MPL standings, finals football for them looks very very bleak. So they, this may be their last chance to do something to salvage something this season. Lions, so they'll be playing for it, and even uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers' form of late, barring their loss this afternoon to to Gold Coast Knights no,
0: would say that they would actually go in with half a chance. As in keep an eye on Edge Hill as well. I reckon they're a real show that's down That's the in, other one, yeah. Up in Mackay next week, I reckon they've got a real show in that game. The, the catch-up game's being played next weekend in terms of the men's competitions, Adam. You've got the Round 4 clash between Gold Coast, United and East, so that's due to be played on Friday night down on the Gold Coast. In FQPL1, you've got w- Wynnum Wolves versus Holland Park and the aforementioned touch Sunshine Coast, Fire, and, and Peninsula Power, and West Pride Breaking Part. are those two games due to be played on the 20th, along with the North Star Caboolture match, which you mentioned. So those match, plenty of the catch-up games are due to be played on the next week, which is going to be very, very interesting. In terms of the women's games, Adam, there's two in particular, which I think could be very, very interesting. Logan Lightning v. The Gap. If there's a winner in that game, there's a chance of one of those two sides to potentially still push to the top eight. And then you got Western Pride v Brisbane City, two teams right on the doorstep of, of that top eight. Western Pride just inside, Brisbane City just out. That, those two matches could be absolutely huge, along with the catch-up games and the men's.
1: Absolutely. I'd say the Gap, Logan Lightning, if there is a clear winner, the loser is done as far as their top eight hopes go. As far as Brisbane City, Western Pride, I think the same goes. Western Pride... Probably they they probably need to win as far as consolidating their place for Brisbane see, they, They've got it, they need to win just to a, you know, arrest the slide. A draw breaks a big loss sequence. I think it's about seven games they've lost, and at least on a draw. But they, they need to start winning because, uh, they for what was a bright start when their first five games is now sort of it's turned to their um, they're probably one or two losses from you know, being, being, you know, there's, there's no doubt to uh, FQPL, which would be an absolute disaster for them, given given the uh, roster they have.
0: It would, not the other thing is it would actually open up the gap between the top eight and the rest, if, if Pride were to get the result there at, at home, I think that is, on Saturday night. So that would be huge. We'll have to wait and see what happens in that game. We'll recap that next week, Adam, and now it's time to... Winter's arrived, it's time to fully immerse ourselves in winter football in the NPL. If we haven't already, I know we have. It's time to put the other competition to one side. We'll talk about that <laughs> later on, but it's time to focus on on the NPL.
1: Absolutely. And it, while, while there's some battles that seem to be sort of run and won, I think Peninsula Power and Brisbane City have all, and lines in the women's are pretty much wrapped up there for the respective leagues. There's still plenty to play for, especially for finals football, as well as relegation, which I think, given given the reforms next season, how the competitions will be structured, I I think that yeah, there's going to be plenty of play for near probably the bottom end of um, of the table rather than all the top. But finals football is still important, especially especially in the MPL, because I think once uh, we get to finals, even though potential power have been dominant, there are no there no certainties. We've seen we've seen that before and. And I think we'll continue to see it. That's the beauty of finals football.
0: I was just trying to forget about finals football. Thanks for bringing <laughs> that yeah, up. We'll right. cover all the MPL action as we have been over the course on the, on the our MPL Sunday. So actually, before we go, we haven't done it yet. Performer of the week. Who's your performer of the week for in the last seven days in the MPL? Ooh, I put
1: my spooks. I didn't think of, Um Look, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, John Carl and I, uh Hattrick. This evening against strikers. It's good to see good to see Nico, you know, get on the score sheet, get some actually time starting time at the moment and he, he's taking his chances. So he'll get my performer of the week.
0: I and I'll go with Cyrus Demi, mean, I thought he was superb on Friday night in a beaten side. I mean, you heard from you heard Ben Ryan there on the on the gla, on the grabs and he singled him out in particular. An absolute handful to coach against and he's every time you see him play at that MPL level is an absolute handful to play for he's a joy to watch and Hopefully, we can see him playing this competition for the next few weeks now as well, now that the Raw's A-League season is done. But that'll do it for the season of the MPL Sunday Alex, joining me once again. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Right, we'll talk to you all once again next week and after the FFA Cup Round 7 re- results. And we'll see who is into the national round of 32 as the four clubs of Queensland. We'll talk to you again next week.